P, I don't think, is embracing him. Uh, not, you know. Right, right. And the Republicans aren't, even though it, we have a con- Republican controlled House and Senate and presidency, they're saying that things might not happen because nobody's going to pass off on his crazy pants ideas. Yeah. No, no, they're not, not on just. It's Bug House Square, that's right, it's Tuesday, it's 6 o'clock, it's, um, the drear's in the air, but, uh, but we're in here and it's good, so, uh, stick around. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Well, what is a vigilante man? Tell me. Hey, no, I didn't go anywhere. I'm just uh, thinking, thinking. Hey, we got a big show today. It's uh, it's the jazz show. I got my uh, a good friend here, Saint John the Baptist. He's going to um, regale us with stories of jazz, and, and we're going to play a lot of jazz music. I brought my records in. He brought some of his in. So we'll talk a little bit about it. He's going to feature some of his folks that play up at his uh, private chalet there up in the where the beautiful people in San Francisco live. And um, so stick around. If you dig jazz, if you don't, <laughs> I'll see you later. Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river, some strange man was that, a vigilante man. does a vigilante man why does a vigilante man carry that sawed off shotgun in his hand would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
deny the love I'm hanging on, we push and shove Possession is the motivation that is hanging up The goddamn nation looks like we always end up in a rut Is a killing hogs, twisted children are killing frogs. Poor dumb rednecks rolling logs, tired old ladies kissing the dogs. I hate the human love of that stinking mud. what it's for nobody gives us a rhyme or reason have a one doubt they call it treason we're chicken feathers all the way out wonder god damn it trying to make it real compared to what Sunday sleep and nod, trying to duck the wrath of God. Preachers filling us with fright. They all trying to teach us what they think is right. They really got to be some kind of nut. I can't use it, trying to make it real compared to what.
be and where's that honey? Where's my God and where's my money? Unreal values of crass distortion. Unwed mothers need abortion. Kind of brings to my old young King Tut. He did it now. Trying to make it real compared to what?
Yeah, that's uh, Hugh. Yeah, that that's uh, Hugh Masakella from the um, uh, from the uh, introducing Hadzola sounds. You see that? And we got uh, hey, we got uh, uh, Saint John the Baptist. Hey, John, let's see if that mic works. Yeah. Yeah. Testing. Testing. <laughs> All right, way to go, way to go. It sounded great. Should I bless it or something? Uh, well, you don't, uh, yeah, just uh, uh, breathe on it. And um, uh, so John's here. He's been in, this is what, your third or fourth time here? I think the fourth. I think fourth? it's the fourth. Yeah, yeah we try to do it every year, and uh, it's I good. Think I missed a year. I think it was two years ago for the last one. Yeah. So this is my fourth. Okay, uh, okay. Um, uh, so John is a uh, 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 gentleman that I, uh, where I work that um, lives around there. And he has, um, in his house, you have a, a, an experience you call Jazz on the Heights, right? Yeah, that's uh, my jazz program. I only do it uh, six times a year. Uh, because I, I I don't charge anything. It's just kind of going into my daughter's inheritance a little right, bit. Right. But uh, but I yeah six times. I, but I bring in, you know f- first class uh, musicians if I do say so myself. But uh, uh, yeah, I have uh, like I had one Sunday this past Sunday for example uh-huh. uh, a singer from Los Angeles. I think my uh, my uh, invite got must have blown away in the oh, winter. It was, it was oh, a very windy so, week. Mia culpa, mia culpa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, uh, I had... I'll never forget, John. I brought my. Uh, I'm going to remind oh. every time I talk about this is I brought my kid to one of these. He was about four or five years old, and uh, we got shown the curve, man, because uh, there no there were no kids involved because apparently there was nudity or something. Were you saying in that <laughs> no. set that that night that? No, well, no, and that you, you, I've always felt badly about that, and especially and it was Bob Doro. It was Bob, Bob, Bob Doro. <laughs> remember, it was Bob Doro. Yeah. That's why you wanted to bring him in for and multiplication. Bob was like, "What? Come on!" <laughs> no, the, no, the, you know, the problem was remember that some of the others had asked me to bring kids, right. and I always said no. So I was, I was yeah, saying, it been, you know, uh, anyway, but uh, would have been. Uh, uncomfortable yeah but that's cool uh, um but um i saw so i'll try to get him in uh to jazz <laughs> you know when he matures yeah i'm st- i still have you bring bring him now cool so uh yeah so so it's basically when you save a program it's like uh the man throws like a, a nice house party but it's not like a, a party party it's uh it's like a jazz party so you have a great band come in you got a nice piano on premises you guys have some cocktails and uh something to munch on and you watch a great performance it's it's classic i think that is such a thing that um that they do in jazz but i'm surprised that like the 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 younger kids haven't done that in their with whatever kind of contemporary music you know to have not i mean not like throwing warehouse parties with thousands of people i mean that's cool but i mean just like a party with like 15 people in a in a in a quiet band, you know that would be uh, that yeah. would be an awesome party. Uh, yeah, I aim for aim for twenty five. Okay, for my the size of uh, you know the size of my place and and it's uh, it's the dining area looks out out with the great view of course. Yes, so that's kind of, of a plus too. Yeah, and then then into the living room, people more comfortable chairs. But 
But yeah, 25 is is about right. And uh, but if you get over 30, it gets too crowded. And if I don't see, if I don't get up to 20, I w- I just think I'm, I'm not. They don't have to pay to get in. So uh, uh, you know, it's a free concert. So I don't like the musicians looking out and seeing empty chairs. Sure, thinking, no, but you that, might. Um, yeah. that, that's the only thing about it. I mean, it doesn't. I don't. Uh, I pay them whether they're there or not. Right. But yeah, so but but it's been fifteen. I'm going on a hundred concerts. We're coming up on I think ninety. Yeah, I think the last the Sunday one was ninety four or ninety five. So, all right. uh, so Excellent. that's uh, yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, get some get. You're you're really like putting the hit on that inheritance. That's good. Um, what uh, so. Uh, today I, um, you know, I see John all the time at work, and we always talk music. And so I wanted to get kind of um, both of us, like how we were uh, kind of got turned on to jazz, and maybe a story and bring in a few songs. Um, plus, John's got a bunch of other uh, music that he brought in, and I brought a bunch of records in too. But I opened up with uh, that Hugh Mesakella and um the the Les McCann and Eddie Harris was the first thing compared to what you knew that tune that was a big hit for them and that was kind of that was one song that I really got into before I really um got into jazz and 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 all um more when I say jazz I'm always I'm thinking of kind of like cool jazz or of that era I'm thinking like you know 50s um maybe even like bird between Bird and the 60s, you know, and that, um, that, but I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I, of course I heard the stuff, but I really wasn't into it, but that's kind of how I got in through uh, Les McCann and Eddie Harris, and then that second song was uh, um, uh, 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 the Ramsey Lewis Trio, uh, the in crowd, and uh, I liked Ramsey, he was a Chicago boy. Oh, was he? Yeah, I, uh, that, I think yeah. so. <laughs> but that in crowd, yeah, that was a big record. For yeah. Me, yeah, and I just love that 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 just I, that uh, <clears throat> the recording of that and that band was just so uh, so greasy and but together, um, <clears throat> I, I really uh, and his playing was just effortless. You know, it's like and <clears throat> and I, you know, Ramsey Lewis, he went on to do to, to do different things, but again, that's like kind of my. Uh, um, kind of what turned me on to jazz so like what like when you were before you were uh listening and you know as soon as you got into jazz i mean what was it i mean you obviously listened to the radio no, or something no when you remember were a kid. i uh, i told this uh i was in the army i it was 19 i don't remember anything oh, okay Jeff. <laughs> right. no uh, but just a quick quick reminder uh, i picked it up in the army i i was i had just i went in at 1955 well it was 54 to, I, I wanted to get the gi bill remember i told you because oh. it was the end of the korean war and so i was in i was stationed in el paso texas and and uh the, a couple of guys had some jazz records and uh uh there was a Chet Baker and Jerry Mulligan, as I recall. There was a Duke Ellington and a Dave Brubeck. Those are a couple I remember. And anyway, they, they uh, so I, I heard this music and, all, and I I just never liked anything else. That's been six, <laughs> that, what's that, 65 years yeah. ago. And uh, and I and I and uh, the actually the funny thing the the uh, the two guy the guy that had the phonograph they get they get shipped over to Europe, the whole outfit did, but mm-hmm. I didn't have enough time left. You had to have a year, and I only had like nine or ten months, <clears throat> so I I had to stay in El Paso. <laughs> I was loving nice. it, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> I don't have any. Uh, any place to hear jazz? There's no jazz clubs, obviously. No uh, jazz. Is that, did you meet your wife there? No, no, okay. no, no. I met her in in L.A. Okay. 
But anyway, so uh, uh, so I had to wait like till I get back to Boston when I uh, that's where I'm originally from, and I and I went home. And there was a great club in Boston called Storyville, and uh, like I, the I, Storyville yeah. is it? No, yeah, uh, well, no. It's the, the 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 Storyville I, it was a, was a brothel. That's where jazz. Oh. Remember, they said it started in New Orleans. You know, jazz kind of started in New Orleans, and it was in a in brothels, I guess. In in one of them was called Storyville, is my understanding. Right. That's where Storyville came from. But no, the guy in in Boston had had a club, and he he called it Storyville after that. But it was a well known club for a long time in Boston. And every set, I went back to school. You know, I went to get the GI sure. Bill. I went back to school, but I was going every set. Night, I was going in to see. I saw, I mean, I saw Miles and and Colt with Coltrane. I saw Dang. Thelonious Monk and Errol Garner. And anyway, I was, but then I decided that I I didn't want to live at home anymore. So I, me and a buddy, we moved out to L.A. and huh. uh, and and uh, of course there was there were some good clubs in L.A. So uh, what was it? so uh, like so you were you were like a hip cat from uh boston and you go to la what was like the la scene so when you your first night out you're going searching for a, a haunt for jazz you find a place what yeah, was a different did. vibe with the music or the crowd or both yeah or? actually I, I one of the first nights i was there it seems like we went uh, we i saw in the paper there was gonna i'm telling you who they oh it was a guy named richie kamuka was playing saxophone and he was he was in one of those i knew his name because he was in one of those uh, bands that for the for the tonight show or something okay. you know anyway and and yeah it would but it was up on it was up on hollywood boulevard i remember and uh so, but but uh, as I say, there were good clubs. There were good clubs there, and but they had there was sort of at that time there was a lot of a lot of the East Coasters. They used to go West Coast jazz. They looked down their noses, and those were the Dave Brubecks and the Jerry Mulligans and, and Chet Baker. But so how to me, you... I think I to me it, I didn't see that much difference to tell you the okay. truth. But I, I I loved it all to tell you the truth. So so I enjoyed I enjoyed it there, and of course there were a lot of uh, East some of them. Yeah, know, would the, they roll through? Like the big names. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I got to see them. I got to see them all the time too. But uh, it, well, I did jump dropped in, in my head that uh, my my wife was so great. I, I she she was not a great jazz fan when we got married. And it was about a year afterwards. But I, I met her. I was working at uh, Center Life Insurance when she was working. We got married. But I always she was so great. I I. Uh, I like to say she, she was a, like Sinatra was you know she loved Sinatra and she would she would love to to go to Vegas I knew she would love to go to Vegas to see uh-huh. Sinatra you know but she would sit there with a smile on her face when we down in a club club in LA <laughs> watching Miles Davis you know but she was so great you know to but uh, but anyway, so that's how I get started, and uh, I don't know if you wanted to if you wanted to start off with the yeah. Uh, so the, what's what do we got queued well, up Miles, here? Miles, uh, as I say, Miles was was a, the bebop era. I came in a, a great time for me was the bebop era, and then straight ahead music, and they uh, but. Uh, this was this was a this was one of my favorite Miles tunes, and it it uh, became a sort of a jazz classic. Okay, um, uh, what's the name of it again? It's it's four, the number four.
Isn't that a great song? Yeah, really pretty. Yeah, that's uh, Naima, right? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, John Coltrane off the Giant's Tap. So this is, um, I was telling you where I, get, when I bought this record on the streets of Chicago. They were, it was just some guy selling records and uh, lampshades and that sort of thing. And I got it for 50 cents. Wow. And um, it, it's just 
I think it's like probably yeah, one of my classic. favorite. It's really yeah, classic. yeah, it is. It is. Giant yeah. Steps. If you're um, looking to get into jazz, I mean, that's that's one. Do whichever you got to do to get to that. Uh, but there's those. All those songs are good on there. Well, uh, what do we got on uh, tap here, John? Uh, well, we played four, right? Yeah. yeah. So the next, the, the next one is uh, a great piano player, Errol Garner. Uh, Errol, it, this was a famous. Uh, from a concert he did at the Monterey Jazz Festival, one of his Concert by the Sea is what okay. it's called. It was one of the really well known and and Errol was Errol was one of the first ones I saw in in when I went uh, back to Boston and uh, to the club Storyville, uh, the jazz club Storyville. I was went in there every every Saturday night until uh-huh. I left Boston. It seemed and saw great great players like Miles and Coltrane and. Thelonious Monk and Errol Garner. I got his autograph. In fact, I've got I, st- I got it on a, on the on the t- a card that was on the table telling who was coming in the next oh, couple nice, of months. Nice. So I asked him to asked him to, to sign it, and I I had it, and I I found it the other day. I found it a couple of months ago, and 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 uh, piano player who was playing one of my gigs, Pete Malinverney is his name from New York. He. He's he uh, he said that's you ought to you ought to put that in a in a frame, frame. or something. And Jesus I did, and I wound up doing it. So I got his okay. on, on one side, but the back was his autograph. So I got a, a frame that had you can see through both sides. Brilliant, yeah. And then I and then uh, and another what what other quick thing on there the they it was mostly people coming into Storyville, but they had an ad they had an ad on the, on the card for a concert at Symphony Hall. That's like Carnegie Hall. Symphony right. Hall in Boston was like Carnegie Hall in New York, and it had Dave Brubeck's uh, quote. Now this was fifty. Remember, this was fifty-six, and the prices were two twenty, three thirty, and four forty for seats. I always got. I still look at that and get a kick out of that. But of course, it went a lot further then. But uh, anyway, so uh, uh, that was uh, that. So that's Errol, great, great piano player. Uh, okay, let's just uh, to play the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's the name of the song again? I'm sorry. Uh, this is uh, first one. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll remember April, I believe. Yeah, first cut.
used to visit all the very gay places, those come what may places, where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life to get the feel of life from jazz and cocktails. The girls I knew had sad and sullen gray faces with distant gay traces that used to be there. You could see where they'd been washed away by too many through the day. Twelve o'clock tales. Then you came along with your siren of song to tempt me to madness. I thought for a while that your poignant smile was tinged with the sadness of a great love for me. Ah, yes, I was wrong. Again, I was wrong. Life is lonely again, and only last year everything seemed so sure. Now life is awful again. A trough full of hearts could only be a bore. A week in Paris will ease a bite of it. All I care is to smile in spite of it. I'll forget you. I will. While yet you are still burning inside my brain, romance is much stifling those who strive. I'll live a lush life in some small dive, and there I'll be. Where I'll rot with the rest of those who lives are lonely too. Hey, that was uh, Nat King Cole and his trio, right? I like no, his trio. No, he had a big. Didn't I hear strings? Yeah, there was there was on that. Most trio the, and strings. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, that one has a little embellishment. I wanted to play that song, but uh, yeah, sorry. I guess I walked on your uh, glory there. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, that, that was so such a coincidence. I had I originally was my next song was originally going to be Mark Murphy, one of my favorite singers of all time, and one uh, who. Uh, had was going to sing Lush Life, but then this uh, I, I I started listening again this afternoon when I was picking, and I decided to go with uh, with this with the, with the one we're going to play instead. It's from a movie uh, called Green on Green Dolphin Street. I don't uh-huh. remember that movie. It, it was yeah, a, I kind of remember yeah, seeing bits of it. And this was the theme. This was the theme. So I mean, it just was the background music, and and somebody it was uh, somebody was. Uh, 
uh, there was a Chicago club that opened up and it was called, called Green, Green Dolphin Street. Yeah, because yeah. Green, I mean, you, I used to hear that, you know, I'm just becoming a jazz fan. And this, that song had a lot of jazz people did that song. I used to seem like I, I'd go into a club and almost every time and that would be one of the tunes they'd be playing. So this was one of, one of my favorite versions of it. The Mark Murphy, uh, as I say, one of, my, one of my favorite, very underrated. I thought he should have been a big, big star, but uh, on Green Dolphin Street. It seems like a dream Yet I know that it happened A man made a kiss And then goodbye Romance was the theme we were the players I never think of this Without a setting mm, a setting for nights beyond forgetting and through these moments
Nina Simone uh, from the at uh, Nina, uh, Nina Simone at Town Hall. I love this record. That was a nice. That's a nice song. That was um, uh, exactly like you. Yes. Yes. No. No. Yes. Yes. It was. Yeah, that was it. And, uh, and you like Nina Simone? You gave the nod of approval on that one, John. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I got to like it. I was saying I. I don't think I appreciate it when for some reason I didn't like. I didn't. You know, I didn't dislike her, but I didn't think that much of her in her when she first was on the scene. I don't remember what years it uh-huh. were, but but in more recent years, I I really I was saying she. It's amazing how many how many of her songs are background mu is background music yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. They, in, in movies. I I used to hear it all the time. It, she was very popular that way. So no, yeah, I I did. Be, I have come to like her very much, but. Uh, well, hopefully, her so, estate is getting some royalties for all that, all that, yeah, that yeah. cinema work. So uh, we got to go yeah. In. So we're we're um we've we're gonna go now, and John's gonna. What are you gonna get into here now? Well, get I thought I, I'd like to kind of uh, feature. Uh, I have so, as I say, such wonderful musicians. Uh, I'm a, I be that uh, that have become some have become regulars, but. Uh, they, they become, a lot of them become great friends, as I'm happy to say. That 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 I know you. I, I think I I think I, I did I tell you 
for 25 years, I, you know, I became a fan in 55. For 25 years, I was in L.A. Uh, most of those years. Right. And I, I just... Uh, uh, I just was a fan, you know. I'd go to clubs and things. And then in uh, in, ni- in 1981, I I was on a li- my wife and I were on a little jazz cruise that went down to, to Ensenada. It went from long. I was living Is in. Is that LA. one of these like swinger yeah, out no, things no, was, or something no, like? No, I mean they, you know they, they have the big those big jazz cruises that go down to the Mediterranean, you know. And but this was a, this was a, was a small. Uh, Cruise that used to go down just every week. It went down from from Long Beach or down to uh, Ensenada, you know, for like three or four days. It stayed out to sea, and then it would. Anyway, it they, and one, be they, jazz bands. No, no, not no. They all no. They but they tried it. They tried. Okay. He said, "Let let's try jazz. See if we if it brings you know get more people." Well. So that attracted me and my wife. So, uh, but it was it was I, it didn't go over. The, only about half of the people that Did were they on the boat. Did they have any decent plan? Oh no, no, oh no. They had they had uh, uh, who the heck was it? Singer Kenny Kenny. Uh, no. Uh, so they got some big names. Yeah, they had, yeah Joe. <laughs> I told you about my memory. <laughs> I mean, believe me, they were big. Still, so there was Joe. But, there no, was a Joe. No, involved. but there's only about three. There were only about three of them, and then and then uh, they had a, a ship's orchestra that had some jazz guys in it, and one of them was uh, was a guy named Gordon Brisker, was a tenor saxophone player, and he was on the crew. He was on that. He used to go on the on those cruises, even when it you know wasn't jazz. They huh? just play, as he say, we play corny. He'd play corny music right. at he night for dance for dance yeah. for dancing but the thing he loved about it, it during the day he couldn't do any he was his cat so he'd go to his cabin and he wrote and composed he composed and arranged did arranging and wow. you know and he had no choice he had yeah, no place he couldn't get distracted and, and so anyway but i knew who he i knew who he was because he was in a, he was into me the best band working in la at the time i called the bobby shoe band s-h-e-w he was a trumpet player gordon was the tenor player and he had bill mays on piano uh, Bob Magnuson on bass and Dick Burke on drums, and and as I say, I really felt it was it was the best band, local band working jazz, and, and and so I I introduced myself the first night we were my wife and I were going to our cabin to Gordon's coming I tour I introduced myself to him and told him how much I enjoyed, it. and he he was thrilled that that, that somebody <laughs> knew him. Right. so he became I mean that started it and he became uh, about my best friend and all of a sudden it's not just going to clubs now I'm meeting all. All of these people that I've admired from afar, and I wound up doing. Uh, in fact, the uh, the the uh, the next tune that that we'll be playing is Gordon's uh, an, an album I wound up producing uh-huh. a year or so later, and uh, the tune uh, the tune is uh, for J and T. I'm John, of course, and my wife was Tilly Matilda or Tilly, okay. and he wrote a song surprises for J and T, and. Uh, uh, it was really a, I think it's I think it's pretty darn good. <laughs> I don't think I'm
Yeah, right on. Um, who's that again? Yeah, the, the last two were, were uh, uh, I, I, I think, it, did I mention Gord Brisker before he went on? Uh, he was the one that uh, that uh, introduced me to, uh, to met him on that tour. Did I talk about the tour? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. went on the, the, the jazz cruise. The and, jazz cruise. And, and I met, yeah, Gordon, and, and he became my best friend, and, and, and I, and I, as I say, I, I produced two, two, two CDs for him, and that, that was one of them. That was the first one. So did one. you smoke like a big cigar, and uh, were you in there like, need more bottom ends, uh, <laughs> more no, rodeo never, dough? No, I've never had smoke in my hand. Never <laughs> smoked, thank goodness. Anyway, uh, so that, that was Gordon. As I say, he's the one that became a great pal, and then, and then he started introducing me to, to the, a lot of the very good musicians down, jazzers down in L.A. And the, the, the second album, the one right after that was... Uh, the guy who uh, who became a, a very good friend too, and in fact, he is still alive. Gordon, unfortunately, unfortunately died in in 2004 uh-huh. uh, be, before his unfortunately, and uh, so. Uh, but Bill Bill Mays was the, was the, was the one who just played piano. He was in that that group that Gordon played in in in, in L.A. As I thought, made the best one of the best groups in L.A. Right. Bill Mays. And uh, so anyway, that was a that was an album. So I, I produced that album for Bill. I, I I produced two for Gordon and, and one for Bill. And Bill, uh, that was a tune. That that al- uh, CD was in was a, uh, a tribute to my brother who died. Unfortunately, I, I a memorial to him. So Bill wrote that tune. He surprised us with a <laughs> tune, and it's called uh, Samba. Sulibane, which is Gaelic for Sullivan. So, right. uh, and uh, as as a tribute to my to my brother Charlie, who died unfortunately. Another, he was a great jazz fan too. But uh, so that was. Was uh, he a jazz fan because you were a jazz fan, or I kind of th- I I kind of think so. But I but older fo- or younger fo- brother? No, he was younger, and he followed me to uh, to out to Los Angeles. And and uh, and but but I mean I didn't find any phony. I mean he I could tell you know you can tell if some if some really no he, no he, not he, at all you know I was big brother you know and sure. and uh, and I, I and so he had he liked it he 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 did he he was he was a real fan used to so he he died unfortunately very young at forty four uh, on. Mm-hmm. Smoke those pal mouths, but uh-huh. uh, anyway. You don't want to be encumbered by any filter or anything. You want that. Yeah, exactly. You want that exactly. Tobacco flavor right there. So yeah. so anyway, so then as I say, I, I had I, I started having jam sessions down in well, I lived in Pasadena, uh, at the, for my last eighteen years uh-huh. in the Los Angeles area, and uh, so what, I'm getting to know these these musicians now. And this started, so I started having jam sessions uh, at my house, and it, it was great. I had uh, uh, Gordon, well, Bill, Bill moved, moved back to New York uh, so soon after, so he was not a regular there, but, but Gordon was, and, uh, and some, some really good musicians, and uh, that, that carried on up here. But, uh, so were they looser down there? I mean, or were they, um, did you still have like people over and that kind of thing, right? Oh, and, yeah, and- yeah. No, I had friends over, uh, but there were more musicians because they were just, go, you know, it was just jamming. I mean, you know, and, and uh, I only pay, uh, they were great though. We had food though, it was, and, uh, but uh, they were people that I'd known. So they, they were happy to come by and jam sure. with some, very, some good musicians. Like one, for example, was Pete Jolly, who, uh, who uh, became a, a very good friend of mine. And uh, 
uh, he he was quite well known in in the L.A. area, and and he was sort of my house piano player. He never charged. I never had to pay him anything. Uh, I would pay you the bass player in the bass player and the drummer. I I would because they would play yeah. for the whole thing. But the others were moving in and out, you know, and 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 so so that that started, and, and that led to to my my what happened up here. Right, and I. Uh, uh, how long did it take you to get established here in San Francisco before you had your first gig? Well, that's that's funny. I was kind of leaning into that. Um, what I was going the next one I was going to play was uh, by Julie Kelly, a singer from L.A., uh, who coincidentally was two days ago last Sunday. Was she she was up here and, and did did a concert up here yeah, on, this, on Sunday? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway. Uh, so, but she she had something to do with uh, with with my moving up here, uh, because she introduced us to her one of her best friends is 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 uh, Madeline Eastman, yeah, and yeah. Madeline is a, is a great to me is a great great singer up here, and uh, Julie Julie knew her Julie originally was from the Bay Area and she moved down to Southern California, but she she and Madeline remained great friends. And so she told my wife and I we used to come up to San Francisco as our favorite place to visit. You know, we took early retirement and 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 so we we were just we're kind of a little bored with retirement down there and but the only thing we hated to give up all these jazz friends we had down there and these sessions we had. But we loved it up here. We'd come up here two or three times a year to visit and and Julie says to us, uh, you know, next time you're up there, stop by. It's a place called The Ramp over on China Basin. Uh, they used to have Sunday Jam, mm-hmm. Sunday Jam sessions over, or, or regular, regular gr- uh, group, the same group most of the time. And Madeline Eastman was singer over there. So she says, go over and say hi to Madeline if you're up there and, and uh, introduce yourself. And so we, uh, so we did. And in like, 15 minutes after talking to her it's like we knew her our whole life and and she said she became a great pal and that was one of the big reasons we felt we could make the move to san francisco in 90 in 1996 all right and uh and that so we and we carried the the jam session for the first few years unfortunately my wife died in 90 in 1999 and uh uh so I, I didn't do anything for like a year and a half, but uh-huh. but uh, then I, I decided I'd, let's start having some music again, and 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 uh, I got the idea of just having four regular session, very little sitting in. Uh, right. Just I get I hire a, a hire a group, and uh, and and just uh, and so that's the, that's what it's been. Uh, all of these years, and, and as I say, we've, uh, since uh, it was 2001. Yeah, my wife died in '99, and okay. 2001. Uh, Pete Jolly, the piano player, I was just telling you from for, who has played those jam sessions. Who he had become a good pal down in Pasadena. He lived in Pasadena too, and uh, he came up and did the first one in April of '01, uh, and uh, unfortunately, he passed away. In, in 2004, Jesus Christ, John. I know. No, no, I know you warned me no, no, that this is just going to be but, just about. But it was just the two. It, actually, but the two of them were were very good friends. I mean, uh-huh. two of my best friends, Good Brisker, and and then Pete Jolly died like a few months after after him in 2004, and and then Bush got reelected <laughs> that year. So, but we weren't going to talk <laughs> politics. We we're not gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk politics though. But anyway, so so that's how this jazz on the heights got started. As I say, the name seems to fit pretty good. I think 
Diamond, Diamond Heights and Jazz, yeah, jazz yeah. on the Heights. Best view in town, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I started it, and it's been uh, about six a year. And uh, So you ever, any of the, like, early cats come by? Uh, oh, yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. The next one I was going to play was uh, Julie Kelly, and, and she... Uh, uh, as I say, she she was a regular at, at those jam sessions. I used to, if they used to say about big, they used to bands, big bands in the old jazz days. They'd say they had a girl singer and a boy singer. And yeah. <laughs> Julie was kind of a girl singer at those jam sessions we used to have it in Pasadena. But so, but yeah, so she. Well, I got this queued up. Let's let's yeah, give it a listen. Yeah. Twenty-four hours can go so fast. You look around, the day has passed When you're in love, time is precious stuff Even a lifetime isn't enough things we want to Oh well We'll catch up some other time This day was just a token
So that's uh, that was Madeline Eastman. Yeah, Madeline, and the one before. She's, that was, was a lot of words in that song she put in there. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah, fast. She, yeah. It it's uh, it got a lot of play uh, on the. Uh, uh, it's it sort of became a jazz classic, oh. and and people put word, they put words to it in in that, uh, and uh, so I wanted yeah. It's so a, those of you who are paying attention, we played a Miles Davis instrumental of that uh, early in the show and right now right we're... and that i just want to share the words that yeah. were added to it uh and uh, so anyway madeline as i said became a great pal and uh, uh she she uh introduced us to the jazz uh community up here uh-huh. and her and her and her husband vince i should mention vince ladiano a great drummer been a great drummer in this hey town ladiano yeah irish and, guy yeah right <laughs> uh and anyway uh he uh uh, he was at a uh, uh, to uh, what I uh, like to play next is uh, he uh, when we the club that we used to go to when we first moved up here was a very popular club called Jazz at Pearls it was on uh-huh. it was on Columbus just just where near Broadway okay the the that bookstore across from that bookstore sure. City Lights was yeah, a yeah. famous bookstore anyway so it used to have uh, we, we would go, we used to go in there there a lot hang and, out with the Beats man yeah yeah and and Vince was the uh, Pearl uh, Pearl was uh, the own, the owner of the club. Uh, Pearl Wong was the name, and she uh, she uh, she they used to have jazz in the middle of the week. Oh no, they had jazz all all, all week long, and and they uh, they bring in out of towners on weekends. Mm-hmm. But Vince and Vince and Bruce Foreman and John Watala was a trio that was there for oh like eight years. And in, in, right. in, I was here for, here for half of them, and then uh, Bruce moved down to to Los Angeles, but. Uh, that uh, that was a, a, a real nice trio. I used to go in there all the time, and uh, 
And I told you how I heard that in J&T's tune right, that right. was being played by, by a trumpet player that was, that was featured, in, and, and he didn't know I had to introduce myself as J of J&T, and my <laughs> wife was sitting beside me. She was T. But anyway, um, yeah. So what do we got queued up here? Well, um, is there one? Do we yeah, have? we got, uh, I think, uh, Bob's maybe? Oh, yeah, Bob. Uh, the next one is, uh, is uh, Bob Doro. I, I, you met Bob when, uh, when I had him out here. He stayed with me a couple of times. It was quite nice a thrill because Bob is, uh, as most people might know, he, is, uh, he, he, made, he was a very good jazz guy, but he made a, he's made probably more famous for, for doing the kids' programs. And he is. Multiplication he's got, he's got a great look. I mean, the dude's like in his 90s, right? Yeah, he is. He's in and his he's 90s. And he's, like, he's got the sparkle in his eye that just, yeah, he just looks like a mischievous kid. Yeah, he's a funny, funny guy, and and I mean, he wrote those those songs, and and I, when young, young like neighbors next door, they were in the forties, and they right. and they when they found out, I knew, I knew, I yeah, knew, yeah, it was. She said it was, it was important to them. They, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. in the in the eighties, they were at the right age That's that they I could appreciate. My, it. Uh, you know, Bill song. And yeah, my, yeah, and and they still make conjunction. And you're still talking about it. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, they still talk about it. Referred to how a bill. Is, yeah, is yeah. passed or something, and and uh, in conjunction, jun- con- con- conjunction, function, yeah, function? yeah, conjunction, confun- yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, I think Rachel Mano used to call. She used to do a, a play a play on that with. Con- she would be making fun of Republicans. <laughs> she do conjunction, <laughs> junction, or All something. Right, we're not going to get politics. Yeah. Anyway, so um, is, is so that's uh, that's what's on there now. That's the next one, I guess. And yeah, what's Bob, the name? What's the, what's the name of the song? Oh, one of his great that he wrote called "I've Got Just About Everything." Everything I need to make this life I lead an enjoyable thing. I've got bluebirds and poses and robins and roses, all kinds of flowers that bloom, all kinds of birds that sing. I've got just about everything I'd want to make this earth I walk a miraculous place. I've got fresh air and sunshine and mountains and may wine and what is really a boon. I like the human race when I say just about, just about, just about everything. Well, I mean, I must admit, one thing I need is missing. I'm not complaining with or without it. I've still got what I've got. But you could better my lot with some of your hugging and kissing. That's what is missing. Just say those words that I long to hear you say. And then my life will be complete and full to the top. And I'll share all my treasures, my riches and pleasures, making the two of us one. That's all that need be done. Just say you'll be my own, my one and only one. Then I can say, I've got everything I need. I've got just about everything it takes to set this scene and make it a marvelous bit. I've got barrels of laughter and hope ever after. And though I don't like to boast, shucks, baby, I got it. I've got just about everything there is to make this hers and his a terrific affair. I've got dewdrops and oceans and all kinds of notions. And since I dig you the most, I've got the urge you share. Yes, I have just about, just about everything. But I know for sure by now, I really want what's lacking. 
No doubt about it, living without it, I might turn out a slob. At best, remain a blob, so baby, now won't you supply? Come on and let's try it. I could go on just as I am year after year, yet with that one thing more, I know I'll reach the divine. And that's to have you and hold you. And now that I told you, please make a positive sign, saying that you'll be mine and we'll have everything. Oh, how my heart will sing, and I can say, I've got everything I need.
Here we go now, time to go now Can't stop, no, not now Maybe you'll see what you can be No, don't stop, not now Each stone you pass is just one class And there's miles ahead Pick up your speed, it's what you need You can stay in bed Now you've got it Once you spot it, go on straight ahead. We go now, time to go now Can't stop, no, not now Maybe you'll see what you can be No, baby, don't stop, not now Each stone you pass is just one class And there's miles ahead Pick up your speed, it's what you need You can't stay in bed Now you got it, once you spot it Go on straight ahead Running, roaring, each step soaring Puts you miles ahead Hear that voice now, it's your choice now Lead the back instead Those you pass by have led life died Left their girl behind Shout the tune now, shoot the moon now Free what's in your mind Keep that track now, don't look back now Milestones mark the past
Yeah, it's uh, Jelly Roll Morton from uh, you know uh, New Orleans uh, Dixieland jazz fame. That was uh, a little before my time. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, Black Bottom Stomp. Mm. Black Bottom Stomp. That's what that one was. Yeah, yeah, that, that changed things up. John, uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming in and uh, taking time to uh, make it another good year. Well, and once again, thank you for inviting me. It's, uh, the, you know, this music, uh, I, I, I always say, other than, other than family, th this jazz has been the most important thing in my life. I really believe, I really believe that. Uh, uh, you know, my my ball teams let me down. <laughs> the Red Sox, the Celtics, sure. they they don't they disappoint me most of the time. But but I can always listen to my jazz and get over my any funk that I'm having. So that's uh, good. That's the beauty of music, man. So, it's like pull you out of the deepest and uh, take you up yeah. to the highest point. Isn't that right, Adrian? So, to the tippy top. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned for um, uh, Sick and Sad. Sick Sad uh, open mic. It promises to be both sick and sad. Um, uh, always. And um, we're going to play one more. What you got going here? No, what was the one we played before this uh, Jelly Roll? I don't think we... Did we uh, say who that was? Uh, yeah, it was Bob Duro. Bob and, Duro and, right. Okay, and then what do we got on tap and then here? Finally, Errol, another Errol Gardner shorty uh, from the Concert by the Sea album. This one uh, is, what they say? Uh, it's All Right With Me. I think that's an up tune. <laughs>
that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. 
So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also six. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain.